Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. As is usually the case, the lake effect snow off of Lake Ontario is three to six hours later in developing than that off of Lake Erie. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. But boy, did it more than make up for its lateness. This Day in Weather History. Lake effect snow is brutal because it traditionally hits at its hardest in the month before winter. By the time December 21st rolls around, there has already been at least one, sometimes more, snowstorms that have buried whole communities on both sides of the border with Canada and the U.S. You have that nasty clash of summer retreating and winter advancing. But summer has held sway for months, so the lake waters are still bubbly warm. Well, you know, not exactly, but you know what I mean. The lake water temps are dynamically warmer than the overriding cold Arctic air careening down from the north or northwest in the case of the Great Lakes. It's when you get a front that sweeps across the southern Ontario frontier when the wind that wraps in behind can curl from the west-southwest, and that is when you get that full cross-lake fetch of moisture as that cold air essentially drinks up all it can before ejecting it as snow all over to the lee of Lake Erie and Lake Ontario. Again, depending on the wind direction. Welcome to year two of this podcast. Right now, you're listening to the full version of today's story on your favorite podcast provider. But there's also the daily podcast video short. They're shot right here in my podcast recording studio, so you get that perspective. But oftentimes, they will include visuals from that day's event from when it happened in weather history. So after listening to the full story, go check out the podcast video short on television or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. And on this occasion, a very favorable setup for heavy lake effect snow was set over the lower Great Lakes and lasted Wednesday and Thursday, November 19th and 20th, this day in weather history. The surface area of low pressure over the upper Great Lakes on the Wednesday afternoon tracked across southern Ontario to the Ottawa Valley by Thursday morning, then to the St. Lawrence Valley by that evening on Thursday. But by daybreak on Thursday, the direction had found its groove, and twin bands of moderate to heavy snow were off to the races east of Lake Ontario, and it dropped heavy snow along the way. The band in question initially started over Kingston in parts of southern Quebec shortly after midnight on the 19th. But then, as the west flow oscillated more to the northwest, it changed the direction of the more focused band, and it just sat there, unloading on upstate New York. Here's how it played out. A solid band of heavy lake snow fell over the Tug Hill region on Thursday evening, November 20th. Then the activity drifted across Oswego and southernmost Lewis County during the remainder of that same November 20th night. At one point, the snowfall rates were two to four inches per hour. That's five to 10 centimeters of snow per hour. An average of a foot to a foot and a half of snow within this band leading up to daybreak on Friday. 
The lake effect remained a multi-band setup southeast of Lake Ontario through midday Friday while continuing to weaken to just flurries and very weak lake streamers. Little additional snow accumulations were reported during the daylight hours of the Friday, but that was enough. The damage had already been done, now to clean up. Meanwhile, on the Canadian side of the border, a fatal collision and vehicle fire closed the northbound lanes of Highway 400, north of Highways 88 to 89. The Ontario Provincial Police reported that a car had apparently lost control on the icy road, struck the back of a transport truck, and burst into flames. Sadly, the driver of that car was killed from a lake effect band that hit and got stuck unloading on one narrow band of land this day in weather history. Hey, do you like the podcast? We'd love to hear from you. If you have an idea, go right now to wherever you're listening to me and rate us if you would, please. It's on a five-star system and we would love as many stars as you can afford. So rate us, but then also review us. This way we can always stay on top of how you'd like to see the show evolve. Then remember to subscribe to this podcast. Click the subscribe or follow button right there on the very same podcast homepage you're listening on. You'll be immediately reminded that the next day is ready to listen to and you also have access to every episode in the archives. It dates back to June 1st of 2020, so there is a lot that we got to get caught up on on this day in weather history. Tomorrow is November 21st, and for as long as humans have walked this earth, they have dreamed of flying. There were Greek myth stories of a character called Daedalus who made wings of wax. And then there is the brilliantly controversial Leonardo da Vinci who literally drew designs of flying machines hundreds of years in the past, including a bang-on schematic of a modern-day helicopter. So tomorrow we are looking to an early flight innovation that happened in France. On this day in weather history, with me, your host, Chris May.